Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Nixon by Samantha Whiskey. This is book one in the Raleigh, 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 oh goodness, <laughs> Raleigh Raptor series and reviewing it this time with me is Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay. Thank you. So happy to be here. And I'm so happy to be reading this book with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I need to up my football romance game because at the end of September, Heather and I are going, who's Minnesota Hockey Mom Reads, she and I are going to go head to head in a football draft of book boyfriends Ooh. like we did for our hockey boyfriends. So I have to up my football romance. So you helped me. Oh, wow. And this... Did this get you bingo squares for summer reading challenge? Yes, it did. It got me a couple of bingo squares. It got me the football bingo square. And then uh, it actually filled my TBR, a book that's been on your TBR for a while because I love Samantha Whiskey and I actually hadn't read any of her football series books yet. Um, just her hockey. And I think she has a motorcycle club series too that I've been interested in. I don't know exactly, but she's got so many books I can't even um keep up with them all and I'm so excited (laughs) um okay so why don't you give us the synopsis from Goodreads okay I'm the highest paid quarterback in the NFL because I know how to read the field I control the plays and my life with absolute precision until Liberty Jones delivers the ultimate hit to my blind side with a story about two pink lines this The beautiful, free-spirited brunette has starred in my dreams since she disappeared after a wild weekend in Vegas, but I've been burned before. No way in hell am I falling for that line again, but Liberty is the complete opposite of my ex. She's smart, compassionate, sexy as hell, and couldn't care less about my money or status. In fact, she's leaving as soon as she finishes her doctorate, and the baby she's planning to raise alone, it's mine, and I want them both. She certainly doesn't need me, but she can't deny her sizzling chemistry. I can't deny that I'm losing my infamous control and falling for her. For the first time in my life, I'm not the only one calling the place, and one snap decision could crush her happily ever after. So the release date on this is April 24th of 2020. Tropes are football romance. It's a one-night stand. Opposites attract. Surprise pregnancy. This is a fairly sexy book. I put it as about a level four. Mm -hmm. Um... And the angst, I think it has more to do with like the push and pull of being pregnant and not really in a relationship. So I have the angst at about a three. Um, It is book one in the Raleigh Raptors series, and it is available on Kindle Unlimited. A lot of her books are. So it's a really great way to spend the Saturday. (laughs) And Lindsay would not know anything about spending her entire Saturday reading books and ignoring everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, uh, actually, so what inspired this this read was because a while ago, uh, I think when Axel, we were reading Axel for the summer reading challenge, um, or actually, what is it, the monthly book challenge? Yeah, our book discussion. Yeah, we have so many things going on, but that's (laughs) awesome, though. I think it was our May book discussion. Yeah, and Axel was the choice, and next thing I know, it's 30 hours later, I've read six books, I read all the way through canon straight, like not doing anything, and anyway, it was such a great decision, I loved all of them, Um, (laughs) 
Huge Samantha Whiskey fan, clearly have no self-control when it comes to her books. I actually did read this one and then not move on to book number two, which is a miracle. <laughs> I will say book two and book three are on my Kindle, but I have recently fallen down the Jay Salmon rabbit hole and I cannot get out of it. Like, it's a problem. Anyway, but let's talk, um, let's talk Nixon. So first off, um, Nixon... <laughs> Okay, my autocorrect corrected it to boozy <laughs> instead of bookish. He is boozy. He is boozy. Um, he's a bookish, he's definitely a book boyfriend material. Um, I think that he's very thoughtful and very decisive in his decisions and how he goes about them. Yes. Like he doesn't... But he doesn't always communicate them outwardly. Like he's a very deep male character in the sense that he feels a lot he thinks a lot he's had a lot happen in his life but in terms of communicating them to the people he's closest to yeah not great not great at all um his he he has some baggage which causes which is what justifies his reaction in his mind to when liberty so liberty shows up at the start of training camp for this nfl football team and she's like waving at him like, hi. And she's, you know, she's this free spirit dressed bohemian um, styled young woman. And I think because she's only like 22 or 23, she's very young. Um, and he's been in the NFL for at least seven years. So you have to think like, I think they said his age was like around 31, 32. I think he was 30. And I think because she's in school and lives with her sorority um, members like she seems a lot younger but I think she's actually 26 or 27 oh, okay. she's in the final year of her PhD and it okay. takes about eight to ten years to get there so she shows up <laughs> at the training camp and is like hey just so you know our one night in Vegas together I ended up um I'm pregnant and I, I so I had not read the story in which Nixon and Liberty first meet, because it's a spinoff from her Carolina Reapers hockey series from Samantha's other book series. And Nixon's brother, his book, um, he, uh, Liberty's sorority sisters buy her a fan experience with Nixon because he is her favorite player. And they go to Vegas together for like a one night fast back and forth kind of thing. And they hook up. So she shows up at training camp and is like, hey, pregnant. And he's like, whoa, I need more proof. Which I think was fair. Mm -hmm. Especially um, being highly paid NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, it's very realistic. And honestly, from a legal perspective, yeah, very smart. <laughs> yeah, he's so I will say for Nixon, he's very much a team player. He does not let people in easy, which, like you said, because he does not share his emotions well with the people that care about him. Um, he does have big feelings for Liberty, though, almost from the get go. Like he's been thinking about her since their one night in Vegas hasn't been with anybody else he's very caught up on that he's also at the age where like he really I, I mean you could see it from his other relationships he really wants a deep connection with someone he doesn't just want a fun time um 
He's very closed off. He doesn't live close to his family, but he is close to his brother, but they're both, um, you know, athletes. So they don't get to see each other a lot. So honestly, he seemed a little lonely to me as well. Well, he did. And he's not close with his parents and there's history to that. And I don't want to spoil for the story as to why there's a little bit of what he is in his mind division, but I, I, you don't get that sense from the conversations he has with his mother. Um, I think it's a little bit in his mind, but let's talk about Liberty because you and I come out on different sides for Liberty. And um, so let's give some time to Miss Liberty. She is a dreamer, free spirit. She was raised by a free spirit. Um, and she wants to do good out in the world, but doesn't want to put down roots because it's just not who she is. So I actually found her to be like incredibly selfish. <laughs> I wanted her to follow her dreams, um, and get to her goals, but I'm just talking about between her and Nixon, but to the sixth, like she's six and seven months pregnant and running thinking of running off to a third world country, putting her child potentially at risk. Um, and I had issues with that being actually realistic. Like you don't just get a phone call one day and be like, you have to be in Brazil in two days. Like it doesn't work like that. Especially when you're working in like a remote area, there's visas and immunizations and such. And, um, so I had issues with that, but I just found her, her decision so her goal has always been to bring mental health to rural areas. She was raised by a mother who worked for nonprofits that did outreach and missions to remote areas in third world countries of the world. And because of that upbringing, uh, Liberty felt like she was being called to do similar things, right? Yes. And it's also worth noting that Liberty lived a very nomadic lifestyle, not really staying anywhere longer than three to six months until her mom moved to Brazil and to continue with her work and start her own organization in Brazil, which is a huge part of why Liberty wants to go to Brazil so much under with a different organization that does that kind of work in Brazil as well, alongside her mom's charity. But until Liberty was in college, she actually had not lived somewhere um, to put down roots. So like her college education, the amount of time she lived in Raleigh, which I think was like almost eight years at that point, that was the longest time she'd ever stayed anywhere. So she was definitely feeling the wanderlust. Like she was so tunnel vision to get out of there, to um, go back to the third world country. Like she was disappointed when good things happened to her because it didn't mean going back to third world countries. Um, so I don't know how much of that was just like being deeply driven to do that kind of work versus that's all she knew, know really. And like wanting to return to her comfort zone. Yeah. And I see it. I mean, I see it. And we talked about, you know, this drive that she has and she has a goal and I have zero issues with her with the goal, but leading up to the point where the decision has to be made of if she's going to Brazil or not, you know, she and Nixon are putting together a relationship. You know, he's, she's basically moved in with him because her, she was living in a sorority house and it was messy and smelly and just constant. And she wasn't, um, doing well health wise being pregnant. She was having issues with morning sickness and stuff. So she moves in with Nixon and they're, 
they're in the depths of a relationship and he's decorating a nursery and she is, you know, talking about a future. And then it just on a dime changes. Like in just one moment, one phone call, she's throwing everything she owns into her duffels and ready to walk out. And it, I think what bothered me is she just never thought, how is this going to break Nixon's heart? Particularly with the, he had opened up to her, unlike he had opened up to anyone. You know, he told her about his past with his ex, some of the family issue that had happened, that which was the cause of why he didn't feel connected to his parents. And for somebody who's going into mental health and wants to help people deal with, you know, PTSD and anxiety and depression and stuff like that. She just didn't pause for one minute and think about the actions that she was taking and how they were going to trickle down and affect him. And I think yeah. that's why I was just like, my initial response is like, like crap, she's kind of bitchy and selfish. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of it too, like when they moved in together, when she moved in with him, it was really out of necessity. They never had any conversations around. They never, like not until 90% through the book when they're actually like working things out, never had any conversations around how they were going to raise the child together. Like when she tells him, it's just the FYI, you're going to have a child out in the world and you should know um, you're not going to have any fatherly duties. Like you're not going to have any responsibilities. I don't want anything from you, but you'll have a child out in the world somewhere. And um, like they, they like they transitioned to her living with him and them having a physical relationship, but they never talked about what does the relationship mean. They never talked about like how are they going to raise the kid, where is the kid going to live, like knowing that they had different goals. Um, they had some really major things that should have been addressed, and their communication was kind of off. It was little things too, like he's missing football practice to or almost missing the plane to go to a game to be at her appointments like they're not even communicating on that level on simple things and I think it shows like both of them because of their past trauma like they both had to overcome a lot to get to the point where they could be that emotionally vulnerable with each other yeah. and that to me it can be super frustrating and I know a lot of people aren't a fan of those kinds of characters but for me it is such a huge reason why I love Samantha Whiskey and why I really enjoy her books, because you do see that emotional growth, like the characters have to overcome themselves and um, really grow in a major way. Like both Nixon and Liberty had to overcome themselves and get to a point where they were capable of a healthy relationship. And to me, that makes me feel so secure in the HEA. Yes, it does make, so the way that this plays out, it does make the HEA feel probable and realistic. Like this is, this is real life. And many of us have early on in our relationships where we're like parallel trains, we're together, but we're not necessarily on the same track because communication is something you have to learn throughout a relationship. And it's something that can make or break a relationship. So in that respect, Samantha Whiskey does an amazing job to make that very realistic that there is the lack of communication between the two of them. And, and I didn't think about that until you brought it up about, you know, that it shows growth and that they didn't have any of the tough conversations, but they weren't even having any of the simple conversations either. Like, yeah. when do you leave for your game? Okay, well, I'll make the doctor's appointment so it's well done before that. <laughs> yeah. But the, also, like, so I live with a PhD student who's in 
a very similar season of life to what Liberty is in, where they're wrapping up their PhD. And I really related to her and that experience because I have that with my husband and they're so busy and there's such a perspective shift. So like Nixon has a perspective where he's been out making money in the real world. Like he's got a job. It's not a typical job that everybody has, but he's got a job, like he's got responsibilities um, and he's got ties somewhere. Whereas like Liberty has only ever been in school. And because of that, like she's never had to be accountable to another person or try to work out a future with anybody else other than herself, because she's always been able to pursue her own goals and like Nixon by default of not really having a relationship um, and also like his self-imposed uh, <laughs> kind of self-imposed um, sense of responsibility has like put him in a situation where he, he feels a very strong sense of urgency to continue on this path he's in. So like they're both, um, I really related to those experiences I, I, like I said, I live that with my husband and it's really, I thought the way she portrayed that transition to like, just how she portrayed the whole PhD student thing. And then the transition to real life. And, and then, like, you also have to think somebody who's worked eight to 10 years to get a PhD, like they're going to be very steadfast in wanting their dream job because sure. it takes so much. So like, it's to me, like, I think I had a different perspective because I'm living with someone who sure. is not 100% liberty, but like very, very similar <laughs> to her and that like sense of tunnel vision. So from that no. perspective, it was a little like, I, I think we talked about like the boxes for summer reading challenge. For me, like this checked, I've been thinking like, what book is actually going to check the book that is my relationship? And I was like, this one, this checks your relationship. <laughs> I was like, this is my relationship minus secret or accidental baby. Baby. <laughs> I was that like, is this so is us. Like some of these conversations, uh, <laughs> I've lived. <laughs> She's like this. We just had this discussion last Wednesday, people. Like this is my life. Okay, so we're getting short on time. So let's do this real quick. Did you like this book? Yes. Um, I did too. Yes, but no. I liked the premise. I liked Nixon a ton but I just couldn't get past some of Liberty's selfishness. And now that we've had this discussion about it, I like her more than when we started because you made me think about her a little differently, but I still think that there was just some of that little bit that wasn't realistic aspects of things that still bugs me a little bit, but you know, I'll get over it. Uh, who would typically like this book? Sports romance fans for sure. Yeah. Um, anyone who likes a sports romance or an opposite attract romance. Um, definitely if you like secret or surprise pregnancy type one night stand romances, this is also very good. Um, it is light on the sports. It's not heavy into sports. Mm -hmm. So it's also a great place to start if you would like to try sports romance. So would you recommend this book? Yes. I really enjoyed the book and I love, I, I'm a huge Samantha Whiskey fan, <laughs> so I really enjoy the stories she writes, and um, yeah, I'm actually a sucker for these kinds of stories where the characters undergo that kind of emotional growth, so yes, I would definitely recommend it, but I would also note it's not for everyone. Yeah, well, and that's kind of where I'm at, so like maybe I would. It's very well written. Like, Samantha Whiskey is an impeccable writer. There are never moments where I'm like, 
ooh, you should fire your editor or that does not make sense. Everything <laughs> is well written and well edited. Um, it, I do want to read the next book in the series. Um, I, this is only the second book I've read by this author, but I really do like her thoughtfulness that she puts into her stories. So would wow. I recommend it? I think I would. Um, but again, like you, I'd put the caveat is it might not be exactly what you think it is. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Thank you for uh, joining us for this quick shot of romance, Lindsay. It's always a pleasure to have you. It is. Um, this is great. <laughs> and then until next time, we will uh, talk books again soon. Thanks. Happy reading, everyone. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 